Nobody can do the shimmy like I do. All right, sorry. I don't know. I'm not dancing. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to the Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. Uh, I'm Logan, and here with me today, for some reason, is Ozzy. He's starting to question that decision right about now. No, I'm here every day. Every day we do this, and um, yeah, I mean, it is. We're, we're, it's a tag team thing. I'm, I'm not going away. So, okay. Even though we did kind of go away, which uh, we want to apologize for. It's been uh, it's been almost two months now since we kind of uh, put out a episode, and it's just been a whirlwind between the holidays and uh, I think life. And COVID and God, God of War came into the picture at some point. Nah, was that's a recent, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, development. But yeah, I mean, uh, last time we sent something out was before Thanksgiving, and then you know how the holidays work here. At least in for us in the United States, we have Thanksgiving and then Christmas, and that's kind of major. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, you know, you've traveled. I've betrayed my weeaboo. Uh, Traditions, and I've gotten a girlfriend, so you know that makes that too. You have a girlfriend, so uh, yeah, you now have no time because I know how that goes. And then, yeah, I got COVID unfortunately a couple weeks ago, and that put me out of commission for a little bit. Um, but everyone is uh, healthy now, and we're kind of back, get it trying to get back into the swing of things yeah. as the new year started 2022. Happy New Year's to everyone out there. Uh, we hope you guys had a good uh, New Year's and are looking forward to uh, 2022. Um, I know we are. So on that note, do you have any big resolutions for the upcoming new year? Uh, for 2022, what does Ozzy want to do? Um, I like how you made that run. There you go. There you go. Um, not really. I think I had a. I don't really stay hard to my resolutions. I just try to better myself in ways that that maybe I can, you know, improve on. Like last year, I wanted to just slow things down and not be as chaotic. And I think I've adopted that and kind of made that a ongoing thing. This year, I wanted to just be a little bit more active. Um, mm. I'm a decently active person, but I wanted to be a little bit more active, proactive about being active. Gotcha. How about you, Logan? Have you do you have any uh, cool? Uh, not any cool ones. I mean, we're adults, so we got to focus on like the boring, unexciting ones. Sure. I guess mine is more like making better management of my money. Not that I had bad management Always before, good. but yeah, I just need to, I've just realized I've got to start saving for things. So uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Also, I took Kevin's resolution from last year and I want to pet more dogs. That's, that's appropriate how... considering your shirt. Yeah, I know. I can't believe you actually read that. Yeah. I had to put down my drink to go pet a dog. It's what it is. Yeah, his shirt says, hold my drink. I got to pet this dog, which uh-huh. is, you know, accurate. Anytime I see a, pet, a dog and... You know, I'm out drinking or something. I'm usually trying to go check out this dog, you know. Screw that woman over there. I'm trying to go check this dog out. I'm trying to check this dog out. Other than that, um, I don't know. Maybe just have a good time. I think that's really the goal of any year is find a way to enjoy the time you have. Um, I think there's – last year we got a lot of good anime, and hopefully this one drops off. I think I, I, think I killed your transition for you, so, uh, you know. We're, this week we're going to be recapping uh, 2021 and all the anime that we saw this year. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> 2021's been a wild year. I think we obviously just started the podcast over that year, so we've had a lot of time to right. kind of think about it. But I'm looking back at, you know, 
winter wasn't really amazing, but looking back at spring, looking back at summer and fall, like, mm-hmm. uh, there was some great animes that came out this year. Um, I would say that, like, I was just enthralled looking back. I, I was like, I can't believe this anime came out. I'm, I kind of blown away and like not to mention that just some of the ones that we forgot or didn't have time to watch i mean like that are now getting second seasons i'm thinking particularly to your eternity has now got a second season coming out yep um i think uh komi san which i've got to catch up on but uh that one's already got its second season announced really pumped about that has mushika tensei already announced their second season yet i don't I would assume that's coming. I think this is the second season. I think it would be fair to say it would be the third, no? Well, because I think they did the thing where they had one season, they split it in two. But I think, isn't this the second part of the second season? Or maybe I'm thinking they already, of Slime. They already finished the second part. You're thinking of the Slime, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm, I mean, that's that's coming out, regardless of what. Yeah. Honestly, it's not that far away. F- well, I want to say it's close to catching up to the, from what I've read, the source material. Because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have a lot. I mean, I guess it does. Well, I don't want to ruin anything. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's crazy to look back at it. Um, like I said, this they, is we're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk about some of our favorite things from this year and just kind of recap um, a lot of what we watched. Because, like you said, it started off I think pretty big when we when we started the podcast. Like you said, in spring, yeah. um, we really I, I think we both agree that was the best season season slash. Uh, yeah, season of the so, of the year really between the cer- ones we watched. Certainly for original anime, it's yeah. like oh my gosh, you and can't. You, we're we're gonna talk about Odd Taxi yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think twenty twenty one for all the weird stuff that happened and some of it good, some of it bad, mostly bad. I mean, anime was certainly a high point. Uh, I, mean, I think so too. Yeah, I, I definitely think we weren't dry on any end even throughout all seasons i mean you can argue one season was better than the other but i still think we had good quality anime across the board that people of all genres could watch exactly yeah so i guess we're going to talk about some of our thoughts on the past season and then get into our superlatives but let's go ahead and start like i guess just how did the anime that came out this year impact you you know of all the anime you watched you know what what did you kind of kind of focus on or what did you start that was maybe different from what you normally watch i guess well for me i know that this year because of the podcast i wanted to kind of grow my interests or grow my knowledge of an not knowledge but just my uh viewership of anime because i mean i'm not gonna lie when i watched anime as a kid a lot of it was just shonen and maybe just kind of you know your typical like very generic anime um and maybe some based off of manga that i got into but you know now because of the podcast i uh we started watching kind of a little bit of everything from isekais to harems to you know random goofy shit or you know random stuff that we've never heard about originals right right and um that was what i kind of wanted to do as a podcast and i think i was you know successful in being able to grow in appreciation for things like i remember our first episode i think one of our first episodes had to do with this year was sports and how i've grown to like sport animes like i would have never learned about haiku if it wasn't for this podcast 
and I would have never grown into watching, uh, you know, the baseball anime. I forgot what the name of it was. It was Major a, Second. Major Second, right? Yeah. And then, obviously, other ones uh, that I watched this season, that even though they weren't as as popular as the ones I watched first, like, you know, there was a water polo one. There, I know there's a basketball one that I started watching, and... Um, oh, you're gonna have to let me know how that is. I don't like the basketball one. It's just uh, not. Okay. It's not mine. They do have the female golf one coming out. I don't know what to make of that. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about that in our upcoming anime. I know, right? But uh, yeah, things like that. I grew. I I didn't grow to like at Isekais because I still don't really like them. But that doesn't mean that there aren't good ones. And I mean, I ob- think, obviously, we we I think hmm. we found some good ones. Um, I, th- I think the key thing that you realized is that not all isekais are the generic, like, reborn. No, no, I didn't say that. I, I think that all of them are generically boring. Yes, they are. Oh, I was just saying that they're not the generic born-into-a-fantasy-world bullshit. Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah, okay, you did really like that one, at least for a time, you liked that one where the guy went back in time, which was basically an isekai. I don't know if we count that, but... I, I had this... I, when I was doing the research for our isekai episode, I actually went into discussions and... And forums where they argued that it wasn't an isekai. Oh. So I did not include time travel in the isekai. No, I actually thought about putting it in there because I was like, Uh. time travel is an isekai where I think I would appreciate. But a lot of people don't see it as isekai. And I can understand based off how it works and knowing that it's just a a little different. No, I got you. Um, But I did, you know, all those other ones that are time travel based, like usually stuff like that doesn't point out to me much but it has um well so now now i'm going to be confused because like this is a discussion for another podcast but yeah like one of my upcoming ones this year is an anime where the guy dies in the past and is reincarnated as a new person in the future but it's the same world and i'm like is that an isekai it's a different guy though because you know it's the same guy you said he's a different guy he's reincarnated in a new body but he's the same guy no but i'm saying it's a new body it's a new chance Okay, that's a, so that's an easy guy. Yeah, changing your that's... own changing your own life through time travel is different than having a new life through time travel. Okay, all right. Anyway, let's see. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, how about you? How did uh, I mean? I guess it, that was a little different of a question you asked. You asked just kind of how twenty twenty one. I guess impacted your yeah. you, but like, how did the podcast also kind of change and what you watched? I feel like you already kind of watched these things. I, I guess my thing is I started focusing on it more in depth. Um, my thing, you know, the difference between me watching casually and watching for a podcast is like a lot of stuff I will just throw out with the garbage immediately. Um, I don't give it a second thought. I'm like. You know, we're going to talk about it again later on, but, like, uh, Ranking of Kings is probably my top one where it's, like, if I hadn't looked, you know, uh, a bunch of people were talking about that. It got on the anime rankings in Reddit, but if I wasn't doing a podcast, I probably would have just skipped it because, to me, probably overlooked it, it looked really dumb on the surface. And I was just, like, why <laughs> would I want to watch? Why would I ever want to watch this? But because I have a podcast and because I want to talk about things that people are interested in, I saw it on the rankings, and I was like, okay, well, maybe it's good. And sure enough, it's my surprise of the season, if not the year. We're going to get into that. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, – I I think it kind of helped me think deeper and kind of give a deeper dive to anime that otherwise I would have just skipped over. Because sure. there's – I mean, there's too much out there. You even see that in regular media to just watch it all. 
But I would say that, like, a lot of times I'll get bored with something mm. or I will, like, just be frustrated with... So you're essentially telling you it made you watch. Yeah, basically. At the end of the day, you're saying this podcast and this year, because it of your made, concentration... It made it, me you, appreciate... You had to force yourself to watch certain Well, movies. it made me appreciate, like, different stories that I wouldn't normally have approached. And that's fair because I think when you, when, you, when you look at it from a podcast perspective or reviewing perspective... You sometimes have to put yourself through things to get through it. You have to kind of go through the slog. What is the, the slog? Guess, the slog of things to be able to get on the other side. And sometimes on the other side is a really good anime that you wouldn't have invested in. Well, and sometimes <clears throat> it also is just with my personal notations. Like you made us watch that uh, was it girlfriend Kanojo or whatever that one was where he's dating four girls. Yeah, girlfriend, 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 girlfriend. Sorry. You made we you decided we were going to watch that, and I was like, I would never have watched this if you had not have asked for it. But then we watched it, and I was like, it's not bad. It's not, no, I, I enjoyed watching. I don't. It, I don't know. think it's great, but it, it was it was no. pretty good. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah, I didn't have a bad time watching. It, so yeah, so I was like, yeah, that was normally that would be one of those where I would not give that the time of day. So I think it's kind of opening my eyes to what people appreciate about other stories, and it's also helping me get a better understanding of, you know. Because I don't view anime as anime. I view all stories as different types of stories. And I guess it's giving me a better appreciation of, like, what do people like about these kind of weird ones that I would normally just not pay attention yeah. to at all. And I, on that note, I think the weird ones ended up being, for me, original stories. And I think I've gravitated towards original stories more. Because, like, most of my anime growing up was based off of manga. Yeah. Um, there's some that I just straight up watched because of anime but after i really got into it it was because oh i've read this manga i like this manga i would rather watch the anime or i'd do i'd rather do both but i definitely want to watch the anime but now like i'm starting to seek out more originals to just how creative and how free spirited they can be sometimes and i'm pleasantly surprised most of the time um I will say that we, when we started the podcast, we obviously had some very good originals. You said like that was a good time for originals, and there's always originals, you know. And we're not saying that that, you know, this year was the year of originals, but I think for me, it helped. It opened my eyes to more of them and helped me seek them out now. Yeah, and for me, it's a little different because my weird ones. When I say weird ones, I, I for me, it's actually more like I don't like the silly, goofy whatever on the surface unless I've read the manga and I know the story kind of develops somewhere um, so yeah when you suggested that one like when we were and you see this a lot when we suggest a slice of life I kind of like uh really but uh, yeah I've kind of come to appreciate some of these more seriously so and I'm hoping that that continues as the uh, year goes on um, so with our next topic, we already kind of covered it, and we're going to keep covering it over and over again. Uh, biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll go into, like, the for the whole episode, we have kind of just small, like, categories in which we'll talk about just to kind of recap the year. Um, and like you said, biggest surprise of the year, that was kind of one of the first ones, just because that's neither, that could either be good or bad. I mean, it could be something as simple as an episode or maybe an anime that came out. Um, so, so I will I will I will say because I want to differentiate this. We put favorite what the fuck moment later oh, yeah. on in the podcast. That's more of like a sudden like 
holy shit, what just happened? Yeah, that's just a moment just, in time. Surprise is more of like a grand scale, like, huh, looking back, I did not expect that to play right. out that way. Yeah. So I'm just trying to put that in there. But yeah, we've got a lot of superlatives to hand out. This one I think is probably the most important one because I think there were... I mean, obviously, we could talk about our emotional state and how the podcast affected us and some of the shows and what happened in some of the shows. But I think, to me, there's two clear answers to the biggest surprise of the year when I look at it from an anime standpoint. From your standpoint. From my standpoint. What are you going to tell me? Uh, I'm just saying, like, Odd Taxi and Ranking of Kings both kind of came out of nowhere. And nobody was talking about Odd Taxi. And to my knowledge, no one was talking about Ranking of Kings, and they both came out to be, like, probably two of our favorite anime, definitely in the top three or five. I don't know. I want to say that Ranking of Kings has been better received in the general, at least um, looking back at the weekly Reddit recaps, which shout out to them. Um, I think Ranking, Ranking of Kings has been better received than Odd Taxi was, actually. Yeah. Um, well, I do think it's a more traditional anime story. I will say that. It is more action-based than Odd Taxi was. Yeah, well, and it's the king and da 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 da, da and they don't all look like animals, so that helps. That is true. That also helps. <laughs> you know, there's not Beastars over here. Yeah, so I'm just saying. But, yeah, I think both of those have kind of, like, yes, <laughs> blindsided a few people, um, certainly me, and <clears throat> I would say looking at the grand scale of things – those were probably the biggest surprises of the season. Now, if I, you wanted me to narrow down which one was the biggest surprise, that's going to be tough. But why, before we get into that discussion, what, what's your thought as far as the biggest surprise? Well, I would say probably for me it was definitely Odd Taxi because when I, I, I just remember how under, under not appreciated, but just kind of how low-key it was for the love of that one to start because it was a different type of story, A, and B, it was all animals. Um, well, and I think the other thing I want to point out is, like, that one you really hit on first. Like, well, again, you, this you is, heard about it from Mother's Basement, but after that, you, like, started watching it, and you were like, Logan, you got to Yeah, I remember thing. Mother's Basement saying something about and it was just, a lot of times, I just look at what other people are watching, and I won't watch it based off their recommendations. This was one wholeheartedly just because I love the art. I looked at it, and I said, I'm into that, I'm going to watch that. And then a lot of my animes is based off of that. It's just based off of the art looks good or it's unique and I'm going to watch it. So that one was definitely, this is unique because A, there's animals, and B, it, the art was a little a little different. Um, and and see, as soon as he, said, he did say mystery, I remember him saying, oh, it's a mystery drama. And I'm like, okay, that's a different story, so I'm going to try it. Um, and, you know, we went from there and I'm... I'm well, and... Yeah, I mean, again, getting into the, like, like I was saying, the weirdness of the story... Ranking of kings, it's pretty clear. You got a king or a prince. He's not set up to be on the throne. He wants to get on the throne. There's your story. I it's mean, true. other stuff happens, but it's not very complicated. Hey, honestly, I, I can't is, really explain Odd Taxi's story because... You would ruin it. It's... Well, I, yeah, but also, like, there's so many things going on that it's really, like, a bunch of stories well, all it's, happening it's, at once. Yeah, I mean, it's just a mystery. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's a mystery that you learn <laughs> as long as you go on, and it's, it was just a unique way to tell a story, and I enjoyed it. So that was probably my biggest surprise yeah. is just how, how, you, how constantly or consistently I was uh, just in love with this anime. From, from beginning to end, I was just like, I want more of this. Um, so 
if I had to play, pick a select or one, you know, anime I can think of is that one. But as a whole, for this year as well, my biggest surprise was just how much I enjoyed. I've learned that I enjoy slice of life animes because before this, I never really watched slice of life animes. You know, I grew to like the little, little, little stories like. You know, Nagatoro, obviously that's an embellishment on life, but still somewhat, you know, slice yeah, of life. pretty slice of um, life. Yeah. Nagatoro, I, I grew to like Komi. Um, uh, I mean, even the the slice of life aspects of things like slime, right? Yeah. Uh, like, things of that nature I've grown to really enjoy, and now I seek them out. Uh, so, those are that's my biggest surprise, too, because, like I said, my original anime, uh, I guess, draw was action shonen i guess from that perspective less of a specific anime and more of a general right as i'm saying as a general vibe, vibe right but I, yeah i i think for my general vibe i would say my biggest surprise was that i was not expecting there to be this many good original anime now we're gonna keep hitting on vivi and odd taxi but there have been some other good ones out this year that are pretty fascinating i mean Aquatope was strange, but was also really fun. Yeah, um, and I think gosh, there was another one. What was that? I started getting into. There was I, one that I I didn't end up finishing because I I, did, I didn't end up really loving was the one uh, uh, Sunny Boy. Sunny Boy was an original. Yeah, Sunny one. Boy. I kind of fell out of love with honestly, but that one was really strange and really fascinating. So I guess my surprise was that so many original anime are still delivering because. Like, this year was slated for, like, all these manga adaptations that have been waiting for adaptations forever. Um, I mean, Komi-san, House Husband, uh, what's it, To Your Eternity. Good old, um, uh, Black, what's the Black Maid one? Oh, yeah, the Duke of Death and the, the Duke Black of Maid. Death, let's not forget that awesome. Uh, that, that one. <laughs> so, like, there were a whole bunch of adaptations, and really... Aside from a few, I would say the ones that stood out in my mind more this year were the original series, because those are the ones that kind of just stuck with me a little bit better. But that's just my take. So um, uh, so that was my biggest surprise. Uh, moving on to the next one, and I'll just let you take this one, because I don't know what your uh, opinion is, but the biggest letdown of yeah, the on year... Yeah, I guess on the other end of it, like, we... I mean, I don't want to be a downer, but I mean, there's always, you know, disappointments. And I kind of was curious on what was a letdown in this year when it came to anime, because not everything does perform the way you want I mean, it to. Yeah, you mean other than the fact that the animazement, the Raleigh anime convention didn't happen again? Well, yeah, that was a, that was a huge letdown, but that's just COVID letdown. And that's obvious in this era that we live in. Um, but yeah, I mean... When I think about it, really the only letdown I have, I didn't have expectations going into this year, so I didn't have like, oh, I'm, I'm excited for this adap adaptation or I'm excited for this next season. So I didn't have any of that to let me down because I guess you could say like, oh, season two of Mashuko came out. Like yeah. I was disappointed, which, you know, no one was, I don't think. No, that um, was pretty good, yeah. So to me, I think the only disappointment were just a few anime that I looked into and I was kind of hype about, but I it didn't live up to mine and honestly i forgot about this one because that's how much it let me down but i just remembered right before i got here yeah i saw was, you added it <laughs> um the uh <laughs> snow white notes <laughs> actually was probably it was our one of our first ones that we reviewed and honestly it let me down because a 
it was music based, so that was kind of big because I love music. I play instruments, so I was excited to see it. Um, B, you know, from the first few episodes, it looked like it was going to be Ooh, yeah. kind of a story based on this guy and his growth and see where he went. But it ended up being a school buddy buddy anime where this guy just makes friends and they learn his music and I didn't give a shit about that. That that story went sideways fast. Like I can't say that it was a bad anime because I think you know I think that the story was done well. I did like the animation of the music, like and the music was done well. The performances were done well, but I just the story did not end up being anything intriguing after the first two three episodes. Well, I. I disagree with your saying that the story was done well because, and we discussed this way back when. The problem with the story is, and this was probably started in the manga, and it started when they were dealing with the editors initially. I think there was probably some executive meddling because it looks like the story is going to do go off in one direction, and like you said, it suddenly cuts back and it goes in a totally different direction. Well, and I mean, the story was done well. I mean, once they found the direction. They went down that direction. I didn't like the twist into the certain direction they went. Yeah. Into. So I said, I mean, like once they decided that they wanted to make it a tournament school arc, it turned into that, and they followed that, and that's what it ended up being. Okay. And it did it all right. I just don't think that's. I didn't expect that, and I did not want to be part of that. Yeah, that was not what we signed up for. Yeah. So I actually, that's probably my biggest letdown of the year. I, I, I honestly was very hyped for the music aspect. Aspect. I was hyped for him as a character to grow and kind of you know, be involved. Like, whatever happened to that girl that... Like, it literally felt like two different animes, dog. It like, did, it, yeah. Like, the first one was like, hey, I met this girl, and she's got a boyfriend who's an artist. Like, I want to be an artist. And then two episodes later, it's like, I'm in school, I've got four friends, and those two other characters you met are gone. They're just totally gone. Yeah. It was very strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was a very weird one, but, I mean, people like the manga, I guess. I don't know if it's getting the second season, but it's there. I wouldn't watch it. Um... My biggest letdown, I guess, is more evidence that Netflix really needs to figure out how to do anime <laughs> properly. So, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, probably, uh, sorry, Way of the House Husband. Was that one that you're talking are about? You, yeah, are you familiar with that? I've heard about them. So, for good reason. So, Way of the House Husband <clears throat> is a very funny uh, comedic manga. And it's basically, plot summary shorthand was, uh, it's about a Yakuza guy who gives up his Yakuza life. To marry this girl, but because he was a Yakuza all his life, he can't work a job, so he basically is just a house husband. And he does like uh, okay. a really and he does a really good job at it. It's pretty amusing. But the a Netflix adaptation, I can barely describe it as a PowerPoint video. Like, there is little to no animation. Like and stills. it's still shots and basically just the frame shifts. So characters don't move, characters don't like, I mean, their mouths move, and that's about the extent of it. But they'll just sit in one place and the shift, and then it'll cut to the next scene and they'll be doing something else. So, like, there's no real animation in this anime. It's very strange. Really? I don't know what compelled them to go in that direction. And, yeah, uh, it was very quickly panned on Reddit Anime, with good reason. Uh, I mean, I know I told you about it, but I had to kind of redact that because it was it was so bad. Like, I couldn't I couldn't get through the first episode. It was really bad. Interesting. Um, it's a shame because the, the manga's a really funny story. It's up to, like, 100 chapters now. So 
Obviously, people like the manga. But I just don't know what Netflix was doing with this adaptation. Well, to go on to continue on your topic, like I think you probably want to bring up the Comey situation too, right? Because they kind of fumbled a little bit with the uh, introduction of the way at least they done. at least they didn't fumble it as badly. But yeah, no, no, it's not. It's a completely different fumble. But I think I think it shows their complete misunderstanding and not appreciation of the core subject or of the core material right well i think i so i kind of look at it like um and i don't want to get too off topic because this isn't an anime but i look at it kind of like with squid games where i'm like there's a difference between translating and throwing some words up there so that people understand what's going on and actually getting the message and the emotions across and I think that's what you're talking about, because specifically, very early on, I think it's even in the first episode and first chapter of Komi-san, there's a whiteboard scene where the, st- the full name of the title is Komi-san Can't Communicate, and basically she's communicating with the guy in her classroom through writing on the whiteboard. That's kind of like the inciting incident of the story. And they didn't really translate what she wrote down, to my understanding. I mean, they put they it... Did. They, they didn't at all. Yeah. None of it. So when you look at that, it's like, well, you lose the entire inciting incident with that. Like, yeah, you, don't, it's just, you don't know what's going on. It's, it's just part like, of, That's part of appreciating what the story is about. And it helps the reader kind of take it in. And you're just taking that whole aspect away. Like, you're not allowing the reader to enjoy it the way. And I think there's a disconnect between anime and manga there can you can say there's a disconnect between manga and anime because you are allowed to absorb that easier through manga because that's a still right right but in anime you have to have it moving so it's a little bit different but they could have at least tried and they didn't well and i think it's also one of those where they just want to translate just enough that they wanted to get through the story they didn't want to have to do a bunch of extra work to make it look nice they just wanted to get it out there and translate just enough so you could be like okay that's what's going on and it's disappointing. Like, there's a reason that, I mean, all of TV is an art form, but anime in particular is an art form. And if you don't translate it properly and you don't present it properly, it kind of falls apart, just like any anything, you know, just like any TV show. Yeah. So anyway, enough. that was that was kind of my biggest bummer. Um, so, you want to lead us into the next topic? So we kind of covered it. So I don't I don't know if we need to continue into that um we kind of just talked about earlier and I, I switched this on my updated script was just uh the seasons and how each one kind of stacked up against each other um it was just funny because i think we got into a it was almost kind of like the year ended full circle because we got so many you know second seasons in the back end back end of 2021 when we were introduced to them at the beginning of 2021 or at the end of 2020. Well, um, and, and part of this, we didn't really touch on this earlier, but part of this is because one of the <clears throat> things I'm happy for, or I guess my surprise, these studios have gotten back into the full swing of things. That's true, yeah. So they, I mean, they've had a backlog of stuff that they couldn't put out during 2020. Now that all this stuff can come out, and you're also kind of seeing it with the time schedule, where like a lot of the quote-unquote fall season from 2021 is now spilling into winter 2022. But anyway, I'm sorry I cut you off. No, I mean, you're right. Um, but we were just we mentioned earlier that we think we appreciated one more one season more than the other. But I think that, in general, we had a consistent year where, like I said, it ended very, very, you know, very good. 
and it started out pretty hot. Um, there was a lull in the, in the middle, I think, in summer where we both agree it was just not as consistent. Um, I think most people – it's just because I think spring kind of blew us away. I think spring 2021 yeah. blew us away more than we expected. Yeah, summer had some good stuff, but spring blew us away and – Winter and fall just had, like, some shows that, like you said, they started in winter and they finished up in fall, like Mashuko Tensei and all. And uh, I mean, 86ers kind of 86ers, continued, even though it yeah. started in spring. So certain things came back. Um, yeah. And so, so the big names kind of stuck around. And unfortunately, I mean, Summer had some good stuff, but it was also... I guess this was my other problem with the Summer, like... We were coming off of 86ers, and we had some upbeat stuff. Like, Summer had a lot of depressing, like, stories. Like, in particular, I remember, like, we were really interested in uh, To Your Eternity. But oh, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't keep watching that. Because it really, it was, like, very painful, like, after the third episode of, like, man, people keep getting murdered. <laughs> like, it sucks. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a weird. I mean, Aquatope was also one of them that came out during that time, and it wasn't necessarily super upbeat. It was just kind of a life kind of meandering yeah. kind yeah, of. Yeah, and it had its anime. moments. Yeah, it did have its moments. Honestly, that's one of my favorite ones of that of that season. But um, now looking back at it, I'm looking at it now. Like, I, and here I was about to say this was I think that summer summer was carried by the sequels, which was the Slime Diaries, yeah. and. Um, What's it called? Uh, Dragon Maid. Dragon Maid. Yeah. Right. So those came back, and I think those were everyone's favorite. And I just think it didn't have much to carry it besides those two things. I, I know that Vanitas was kind of big. I personally did not re- enjoy it, and I don't think... Oh, you didn't like the gay vampires? Shit, <laughs> man. Is that what it is? Yowie <laughs> vampires. Get it right, dude. You weed. Oh, that's right. No, that's when Girlfriend Girlfriend came out. So, I mean, there was one there was highlight. Some, there were some highlights, dog. Well, didn't it also have your reincarnation, your non-reincarnation reincarnation story came out that year? What the hell is that? Oh, the remake? Yeah. Yeah, remake it did. Yeah, but, I mean, again, that was... <laughs> I, I don't think it was a huge letdown for me, but it was it was not as hype as I that wanted. Was, that was one of those where the ending just ruined it for you. I don't think you liked the ending very much. Um, it wasn't it wasn't enough to for me to speak a lot about it. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, but overall, I think we both can agree that summer was our favorite one. Spring has done pretty well. Uh, I'm excited to, to get back into reviewing the end of spring. I mean, uh, not spring. Spring was our favorite. Winter of yeah. 2021, or fall, I guess, is technically. Because is it winter? Is it, is it it's, it's interesting. We're doing our – no, it's winter. It's fall. Okay. Now is winter. Okay. We'll start of the year is winter. But anyway, it's interesting that because we're doing our year wrap-up, we skipped our fall wrap-up. Yeah, we'll, that will be our next episode for sure. We're, we're, <laughs> we'll wrap that up. It's just we, we didn't get time to finish all that, um, which you know we're, we're enjoying at the moment. So – yeah, I think we both, like I said, agreed that summer was great, um, and overall, pretty decent, consistent amount of anime. I would say so. Um, yeah. I mean, and with that in mind, I mean, now you're getting into, we had a lot of anime to watch, let's get into our specific favorites Yeah, of we can the talk anime. about some of our superlatives that we picked. So honestly, we just picked some random, random things, like... Uh, we didn't try to get too specific because I didn't want to make it a best type of deal because everyone has different tastes. Everyone has, you know, we can sit here and argue what was the best anime. I didn't watch enough anime to to be able to say this was the best anime. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm just going to tell you, based off of what we watched, these are my favorites and well, these are Logan's favorites. Yeah, I'm actively going to say that, I mean, I feel like some of these are pretty 
obvious, but yeah, I mean, I get, I also get where you're coming from, where it just depends on your perspective. Um, but I, I also, part of this is that we're going to try and discuss as many that we can think of, because I don't want to try, I just don't want it to make it sound like we just kind of came up with our favorite and didn't think about it. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, I want to say like, even though we reviewed, I think we reviewed a good amount every season, there's stuff that went under the radar for us and there's stuff that we just didn't watch because we didn't have the time or, you know, we just chose other things. Yeah, unfortunately we have jobs. Sucks. Yeah, this is yeah. not my job. If this was my job, I'd be doing this all day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did have that COVID spell. I was doing? working. On God of War. <laughs> no, one day I worked on God of War. I worked four days okay. on the phone. Okay, okay. I'm trying not to get, I'm trying not to get you in trouble. Again. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, um, we'll we'll start off with um, this is one of yours uh, favorite couple. So you decided to go with favorite couple. You specify that it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, which I like that because uh, some of my favorite couples actually aren't romantic. Well, and we saw yeah, and we saw a lot of interesting couples. I mean, in particular, Vivi and what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his if, name. Are they? Is it a good couple if you can't remember the other half? <laughs> I just remember that he was an iRobot. The Companion Cube, dog. That's yes, his name. That is not his name. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just remember that one stood out to me automatically because they were just like the whole story revolved around that relationship that they developed over time and kind of got and kind of as that progressed and how things changed between them. That was really what the story kind of balanced around. But I mean, we've seen a lot of really good stories. Nagatoro and Senpai is the probably the big romantic one, I would have to say, where yeah. uh, watching them... I was worried about this series early on. I was worried about how it was going to be perceived. But seeing them grow and seeing their kind of like... The way they presented it made their hearts come together. Well, I think you're right to be worried because the first two episodes were probably the most extreme episodes where it introduced you into what was the most sadistic part of... Nagatoro, which really wasn't expanded on or explored too much later. Well, I think it's also the manga thing. The The full name of the series is Don't Bully Me, Senpai, or some variation of that. And really, as you get into it, it's less about bullying and it's more about teasing. But I will say the first episode, maybe first episode and a half, did have some very kind of... Uh, bullying aspects. Bullying aspects, in the yes. negative In a negative light. Yeah. Um, and I think the internet caught on to that, but it mellowed out. Not be, not in in response to the backlash, just because the story naturally mellowed out. No, I, I, I really as, do. As you said, because of the growth of the characters. Yeah, I do think it was... I think it's also like manga executive meddling, where I think they realized pretty early on that it's like, if we keep doing this, they're not going to work. So. That's fair. I mean, I feel like yeah. they kind of... It's almost... I think we t covered this. It was a scare tactic. Or not scare tactic, but it's just kind of like a, a, a jump scare. It's like, hey... You know, we're going to scare you real quick, but really it's not about that, right? Yeah. Then more people whose names I can't remember. The male lead and the female lead from 86ers, uh, those were – they were a pretty cute couple. I, I honestly admit. can't remember, but I will say that I did like that di double dynamic because they're two people in two different worlds, and I think 86ers did it right by actually, like, splitting – I remember we – I like this aspect that they split the episodes sometimes in half where they showed – the same story from each perspective because we know that one is a perspective from an entitled you know elite and the other one's from a nobody who's on the uh, on the war grounds at all times well and it's also kind of the and you see this a lot in this day and age the conflict of like the elite person trying to be like 
I just want to work with you guys. Relatable. So right? we can be a better unit. Right. But also the downtrodden person being like, you're just going to screw us over. He's again. like, why would we listen yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah, why would yeah. we do with you? So, so. It, it, that was a cool couple, uh, you know, power couple kind of situation because they grew to understand each other, quote unquote, understand each other. And they grew, I guess, in, I guess, what we will see into a romantic way, which hasn't been really explored much, which I, I do like that they don't yeah. make it romantic. I, I do appreciate that, that it's just a purely professional thing. Let's see, other professional relationships. So there's like, uh, in the slime anime, uh, our protagonist and uh, what's her name's, the uh, the ogre girl, her tits. Like, that's a great relationship right there. Everyone loves that relationship. Let's just Gosh, say. I'm just saying. Uh, no, but uh, from, my, from, my pers- from my side of things, my actual favorite couple, I think... Was um, was actually a more recent one, which was from uh, R- Ranking of Kings, was a uh, Kage and Boji. So Kage is the mm-hmm. the shadow uh, boy. I guess he's a boy, and obviously Boji being the uh, main character. Um, and honestly, like that was one of the couples that almost brought me to tears. How they ended up becoming, you know, a, a couple, you know, a, a team. That's what I would call them because. You know, uh, Kage, I think that's I think that's his right name, um, ends up pretty much being, you know, Boji's, like, number one fan, number one supporter. Like, yeah. risking his life to do whatever Boji needs. And it's just kind of, it's endearing because you see that both of these guys are just kind of outcasts in their own world and they end up together. And when they first started out, they were at odds. But Boji being the person he was kind of adopted him as a friend and you go from there so you know you can't help but cheer them on and as the anime kind of has undeveloped you you're really just like another person in their corner right well and i will say i feel like this one is definitely unique in the sense that i feel like compared to a lot of these other people where like yes i like nagatoro and senpai but they still feel like two separate entities Trying to figure out how their relationship works. Boji and Kage just are like... They're basically one character. It's crazy how well, like... You know, you those two just kind of like fit together like magnets. It's nuts. Um, yeah, I mean they go hand in hand, right? They, yeah, they, they become kind of the main character themselves. Obviously, Boji is the main character, but where would he be without Kage? You find yeah. out that he wouldn't have been—he would have been dead, honestly, without Kage. Yeah, Kage keeps saving him, keeps yeah. helping him, and like I don't think people would appreciate Boji as much if Kage wasn't there to help translate and do other translate things. of all things exactly. Yeah. And then not even like you've seen that Boji like. He has his his moments where he may be defeated or maybe doesn't have the the mental fortitude to continue. But Kage kind of reminds him, like, hey, you know, we're in this together. We're going to do it. And, you know, sometimes you need those people in your corner, you know, and it's nice to see that in Kage. And yeah. um, I feel like you don't – I mean, it, it is a, it's an emotional roller coaster with this story. And uh, especially – yeah, especially in a story like this where you really have to appreciate – where both of them are coming from and the struggles they have to go through. Right. It's nice to have those two characters there to kind of relate to and Well, like I said, they're both outcasts. Other. I mean, yeah. one's, one guy literally is on his own, literally, because his, the rest of his race has been murdered. And another guy is, in a way, an outcast, even though he, you know, he's not on his own. But I like... I like it from a story standpoint. Boji, for those of you who can't watch the story, can't talk and can't think, 
and no, he can think. He can't talk. He well, can't. he doesn't have an internal monologue. That's what I meant. Sorry, he can't. He doesn't communicate to anyone. To anyone, including the viewer. So having Kage, so we can watch Boji and get a feel for like how he feels and how bad things are, but also to have Kage there to help communicate like the everything else that's going around him and why it's important. It like really just meshes together well the way their stories told. But anyway, I, I don't know. Yeah, we, we could have a whole discussion on you know on number like best duos or like wonderful like couples in in not a romantic sense just because of how they can back each other up. But those are just big ones for us. Uh, yeah. So we'll so we'll my, go ahead and probably move on. Honestly, my my personal favorite. I'm sticking with Nagatoro and Senpai, but I guess yours is Boji. Yeah, I like Boji and, and Kage. righty. So next up. We're going to really have to work on our adjectives and our verbs for this one. Favorite fight. So it's really, really hard to get fights, fight logic across on an audio. At the end of the day, the shit was awesome. We're, we're going to try our best. Okay, so let's, let's get the ones that weren't as cool out of the way first. So I'd like to give a shout-out to Vivi, obviously, which turned out to be... I was not expecting a pop idol to provide the most action-oriented right? of the season. I was like... The the speed and the frenetic like action that they do those that was what surprised me about the animation there is like no matter what the fights were I mean I remember distinctly her fight with the other androids was a big one but I also think back to when she was riding her partner like a bike and dodging yeah. all the robots just the speed at which everything is happening and the vivid colors that they use. Well, Really worked for I think fights. what Vivi had going for it was a the animation and b the whole fight as a, as a uh, the fight as a whole like it had the music playing like it felt oh, like yeah. it was like such high stakes and it was high stakes the music was but so honestly good the too. battle wasn't that big of a deal I mean she was just kind of I mean she was just kind of kicking some blocks and just had to get somewhere I mean it was impressive but I'm, I'm just saying like all oh. of it together is what made it impressive, right? Yeah, yeah. The feat itself of defeating that one robot in that one ep- in, th- in this one episode wasn't that big. It wasn't the penultimate thing, right? It oh, wasn't I wasn't even talking about the last episode. I was talking about the one where right, they were saying. on the island. But right, yeah, when yeah. they were on the island, it was different. It wasn't It wasn't like an end-all, be-all fight or anything like that. It no. wasn't life-threatening. It was just kind of like they had to get this mission done, and really she just had to get to this one area. But it was so great because of all those things that I mentioned. But I guess it was like... Yeah, the way they mix the directing to get tempo of the music to match up with the speed of the fights and everything else. Yeah, and the animation, very... because the animation, I mean, Vivi is up there for animation, oh, yeah. honestly, for some of us. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with Vivi being up there close. Um, a shout out. Next up, you probably don't agree with this one, but Dragon Maid, Kyo Annie came back and they came back big. This was their first anime they've done since the arson attack. Um, on their studio a few years ago. Um, if you've seen the original Dragon Maid, there are a few really good action scenes. They had a great fight between Toru and Elma, which are two of the main characters. And, you know, for a fun slice-of-life comedy series, surprisingly a lot of hardcore fights. Uh, and it was it was impressive seeing them throw each other around, punch each other, and watch that what they can come up with with magic. I will say the art was a lot more free flowing, which I appreciated, but it didn't make as good if he used his music. And obviously, as Ozzy pointed out, the stakes were basically nothing. So that fight wasn't going to be a top fight, but I wanted to mention it. What other things you got on your list for fights? If you got any, 
Um, let's see. Oh, you know what else I want to shout out? What? This, this is kind of a joke, but I also love it. Uh, what's the uh, alpaca girl in uh, <laughs> in uh, Odd Taxi? What does she use? Krav- she used Krav Maga. She uses, yeah, what's, no, it wasn't Krav Maga. It was, uh, it was one of those dance fighting things. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> she just, she just came, came... Well, that one was so funny because she came out of nowhere. So, yeah, Apparently, but, Otokawa was like driving through the city and just ends up in the middle of a, of a field or... Uh, he ends up in like a uh, yeah, it's like a dig site, like just yeah, in the middle of nowhere. And that's where he's like in life threatening situation. And then his friend just shows up and like kicks she somebody kicks in the, the face crap out of him and saves him. It's like where the hell did she come from? Yeah, I don't know. that was that was great. But it was also a great red herring because you mentioned that yeah. she knew that like in episode three. But anyway, I love that. But that's obviously a joke. I do uh, want to mention. I, I can't think of a singular fight, but I will say that the action scenes in pretty much any Mushuko Tensei episode is. Are up there okay. when it comes to fights. I thought I thought of one though. Okay, there's the the only one I can think of that's probably the best that I always look back on, and maybe it's because it was the first big one was the alleyway. kidnappers in alleyway. alleyway right? Kidnap- yes. So that fight was just insane, mainly because again, this is also how this is kind of like Vivi Mushuka Tensei's animations just like top tier. So. You have that going for you, and then you have great fighting. Like, when you put those two hand-in-hand, hand, it's just going to be off the charts. Well, what I liked about that particular fight was the guy's a kid, and clearly he's a talented kid, but they don't make it seem like he's just easily winning this fight, which Again, is great. A great knock. Yeah, a, which is a, great. Which is great for an Isekai, because that's always a fault of his Yeah, guys. so he, even though he's doing really well, he does end up getting kicked around, and he does need to be saved. But, yeah, the colors... The way, because uh, the girl that saves him, the cat girl, uh, like when she Gislin, yeah, Gislang, Gislin, yeah, she does I'll like that. She does that like time step thing where like a rainbow. Oh yeah, comes that's true. Out. Yeah, I, I did I actually like, just recently watch her. Holy shit, dude! No, and like so, they did a good job of like you said, putting him on par with these kidnappers because these guys weren't necessarily like, you know, like strong opponents. Like yeah. off the chart strong opponents. They were just literally kidnappers. But he's and, also like a five year old. He is young. He is, and honestly, it was his first real big fight because at the end of the fight, he actually has a kind of a moment of realization because I think he sees all the blood and he gets a little sick and he thinks I think that's the first time he actually yeah sees kills somebody, or yeah, is involved kills with killing. See somebody get killed and then yeah. someone to that extent. All the gore, right? Um, he's he's battled his like. His dad, he's battled other things to prove that he can keep up, but he hasn't actually put, you know, his to the metal, right? Right. And so it kind of puts it in perspective, and it's not just a, oh, a fight to win. He was trying to save himself because they were actually kidnapped. Yeah. And he was trying to save, um, what's her name? Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I'm blanking right now. Um, I'm sorry. Um, but the girl protagonist in, in uh, Mushuko Tensei. So, yeah, that fight was great, especially because another reason is because I think that was the first big fight. And they showed, you know, they showed him using magic. They showed actual physical fights. They showed, um, I mean, the physical fight between the uh, the kidnappers because the kidnappers, like I said, they weren't necessarily yeah. easily beaten um, until Jisselin showed up and she well, time-stepped. And I will say, like, to your point also, the magic, he also uses his head, which is something I like to see where... The character's not just brute forcing something. He's actually like, well, this guy's bigger and stronger than me. I gotta trap his legs so that I can, like, find a way to get around him. Oh, no, he's throwing a thing at me now. Anyway, point being, it was a really good fight. 
Why don't you tell us, do you want to get into the favorite fight? <laughs> I mean, this is definitely my you, favorite did, fight. Or did you just pick the entire anime, or did you just... No, well, the, it has good fights, but this fight is just is just too good for many reasons. Um, you know, not only I, is it a good fight, but I think it's a it's a good moment in the anime. It's, I think, it's character development. It's uh, it, it has more, it has more. I guess, uh, in the grand scheme of things, it means more than just the normal fights that this, you see. This is also the first fight in a long time I've watched that's taken up like three or four episodes that I haven't that I haven't really like thought about. I don't think it took up three or I don't think it took up four. It took like two and a half. It took a while. Yeah, it definitely took up like I think it finished in two and a half, yeah. Yeah. But um the favorite for me, and I think you may have agreed, was the Jujutsu Kaisen fight that happened at the beginning of this year because Jujutsu Kaisen started at the end of twenty twenty. But this fight in particular, which is the Yuji uh, Aoi and uh, Hanami fight. Which Hanami, if you don't remember, is the tree slash nature spirit. The one yeah. that has trees coming out of his eyeballs. Yeah, for those He's not familiar. And shoulder. Yeah, for those not familiar, this is basically exorcists versus evil spirits. Well, yeah, he's so, the evil. Yeah. He's the nature yeah. evil spirit versus you know you the main character and his uh, quote his unquote, best, best friend, friend. Best of friend of <laughs> yeah, his high school best buddy, yeah, which he's he never did, met before. That he never met. <laughs> so I yeah, that. no. So that's another reason why it's so good. Um, but. It's such a good fight, mainly because the stakes are high. This is this is kind of an end all be all fight because this is the first one of the first mortal dangers that the the class has been in. Uh, Yuji obviously has been in more mortal dangers because you know he's got Sakuna in him, but as a whole, the entire because this happens obviously during a training slash tournament arc, of course. Um, but the whole tournament sees. Uh, danger and it's like holy crap you know these high level spirits that we've never seen before are putting us in danger's way well, well and for context i'm not sure that i would necessarily say the most like dangerous because they've had fights up to that point that have been really tough in jiu-jitsu kaisen up to that point the fights have usually been a curb stomp one way or the other because a you know the heroes have got this one guy who's <clears throat> basically invincible i'm not gonna get into the whole that and b like when they don't have him, then, like, these kids are not quite strong enough at this point. This is the first fight where they fight somebody who's like, we really shouldn't be able to beat him, but we're just strong enough that if we work together in the right way, maybe we can pull it yeah. off. Yeah, and I, yeah. I still think that was the most danger yeah. they've been in so far. Yeah. Um, so I think between that and also another anime that has very good animation, especially they put, it a, they put a lot of emphasis on their fights, and you see that in this fight because... Not only is it just a one-on-one, -on -one, you also get the introduction of Aoi, which is his best friend, and he brings a very unique fighting style to the table because A, he's hilarious, B, he has a very unique fighting style in comparison to Yuji, and C, he actually kind of coaches Yuji to kind yeah, of better he, himself. That's that's actually the part that I like the most about this. Well, first off, the we keep coming back to the animation. Animation's fucking gorgeous in this fight. But they, the part that I like talking about the strategy in one of the previous fights, this fight is all about strategy. They're fighting in the air. They're fighting using techniques they've never used before. They're trying to figure out what the enemy is doing. They don't necessarily know. The, guy, the guy's got uh, probably my favorite trick because this is such a stupid trick in Shonen where they'll be like, I just explained the technique I used. Where Aoi shows up and he's like, yeah, I can do this. And... 
but he doesn't fully explain it. So when he does it the next time, then he's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, you yeah, learn. Yeah, but you can do other things. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you everything. <laughs> yeah, come on. No, and it's, it's and it, to kind of talk about that, they do use certain new techniques. And I will say the techniques aren't like essentially overpowered. It's nothing like Gojo where it's just like, yeah, I can just, you know, destroy you, I can just atomize a, you. I can shoot a death ray. Yeah, it kills everything. Right? <laughs> no, it's like, it's something basic as like, again, Yuji is very basic up to that point where he's just like, I can superpower my punches. Yeah. He's already superpowered to begin with as a human, but with all this, you know, uh, energy that he, that he gains through Sukuna, he can now add more on top of it so he's you know yeah. dealing a lot more damage and then aoe's just superhuman and he can just switch places right like that's his his superpower is literally just to switch things at will within a certain radius right and that that's what uh, that's what we were alluding to and like that's so basic but you use those techniques to kind of make the fight more interesting and that's a good way to, it's it's you know it's a good way to make it interesting for the viewer because visually you have these switches and craziness going on and at the same time it's not just boring like fist fights right because yeah. it is kind of a fist fight they are just battling each other with their fists and some weapons but well i mean to be fair the plant person uses a few weird right yeah again he, he yeah. has his own techniques but the humans quote unquote are really just kind of they're not using like power beams they're not using like these huge ass weapons no, they're just magic they're just kind of they're just punching fighting right yeah <laughs> um Punching and kicking each other. It's it's great. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is great. I, I, it, again, the introduction of AoE was great because he he's a fan favorite, I think, because of his, his, his personality, his, I guess, comedic style and comedic God, relief. God damn. And really just because of how OP he is, right? He yeah. is OP, but they did a good job of kind of keeping him at bay and letting Yuji kind of take the win. Because, like we said, he did kind of coach Yuji into winning the battle. Right. Well, he taught him the super technique. But the anyway, Black Flash, yeah. which is another cool thing, animation-wise. And I will say, I remember this fight in the manga before it came out in the anime, and I thought it was a good fight. But when they animated it, it was just so much better. Like, oh. It just it just translated better with the visuals, especially the Black, the Black Flash, seeing that, kind of how he started it and how he ended up doing three in one go. Huh. And I'm sure they've... They consulted on this, but like the colors they've picked for their bad guys just contrast so well with what they're fighting. Anyway, I can't wait for that series to continue. That's definitely both of our best fight is that uh, Jujutsu Kaisen fight. Now we're going to move on. Okay, so this one, as we talked about earlier, our favorite what the fuck moment. So What the fuck? Yeah, so this was the one that made us go, oh shit, when we saw it. Uh, you know. Or fuck, or whatever you want to say. So, I don't know. I didn't have as many of these as uh, before, but I do want to call out. So, Jujutsu Kaisen had that moment where uh, the kid, the high school kid that was getting bullied, got turned into like yeah. a monster. That one, like, that's hit, depressing. That one hit me hard. Uh, there was also Vivi waking up to the end of the world, where I was like, ah, fuck. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Because the story had to keep going. But it was also like, damn it, they worked so hard. Now everything's fucked up again. All right. Anyway, do you have any other what the fuck moments before we get to our highlight? I can't really think of anything too off the top of my head. Um, I mean, those those are pretty good. Um, I think really the biggest one is the one that you were just about to mention. And yeah. I think it's just because of the, of the story it is, right? Well, because it happened right at the end of the story. Well, because it's a mystery. That's the point. You don't, yeah, The mystery so. ends 
at the last episode. Yeah. At the last, so, you know, at least penultimate you, or ultimate. So we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about Odd Taxi spoilers in one, two, three. All right. So yeah, at the end of the thing, they've been trying to hunt this cat girl down. Who? Uh, well, it, it's more complicated than that. But basically, well, we'll, we'll definitely touch on it when we talk about. At near the end of this, but basically, like you, you're about to say, it's just just the revelation of the. Well, you finally find out who the murderer is, and then at that. the very last moment, because Odakawa can't see people as animals anymore, you see the ant murderer get in his taxi, and there's just like, is this an implication that he's about to get murdered? What's going to happen here? We don't know. Well, it's a cliffhanger, yeah, right? It's, so it's, it's just that's the biggest like, what the fuck? Like, how could you finish this? But at the same time, I, I was happy with it, and yeah. and I yeah, that is definitely the biggest what the fuck moment of the year. Yeah, that was for me. that one shocked me. Yeah. Um, all right, if you're listening now, we're done with spoilers. All right, uh, probably should give him a time signature. All right, favorite animation. Um, yeah, this so, is a this is a big one because I think there's a lot of good. I animation. I look back and I I just have so many favorites mainly because I'm big on the animation side of things. Like I like a good story, but. Again, like I said earlier, what attracts me to an anime to begin with is how it looks. Yeah. And, I mean, you can look good, but I think animation really gets into the thick of things when you start putting a lot of things on the screen. Like, when you yeah. start animating more than just two characters, when you start animating more than just simple interactions, again, the fights, mm -hmm. when you start getting to, you know, major interactions between scenery and the character... Things of that nature. That's where you really allow the animation to just go off, go to go in, infinity and beyond. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we have a couple favorites. Uh, Thanks, I know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, that's that's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I know. I, I'm making it more confusing. Anyway. But yeah, you you want to cover some of the ones that you that you um, so first I'm favoriting. Wanna, yeah, first I want to get this one out of the way because it's not. It's not my favorite anime. It's not. I don't think it's either of our favorite animation. But the backgrounds on Aquatope were kind of what drew me in initially. Because I just looked at it and I was like, God, the scenery is so beautiful. I just want to fucking live there. Like, seriously. Right, and I think, I think yeah. with, with, with animation, it's subjective. Because, like, maybe you don't enjoy the scenery of, like, the fishes and the beaches and stuff like that. But to me, it was very serene. It, yeah. was, very quaint, it was very relaxing. And that as a whole made it a good animation like like th i know that that wasn't what drew drove the story but to me it did but i think that's kind of what they wanted to they wanted the scenery to drive the story right well and i think that's what that studio is known for is really like pumping up the scenery and it was a good show for that because it was about an aquarium so yeah. having all that you had stuff the water right water when you animate it well it's so nice looking right well yeah having all the little creatures in the background moving around uh, especially like, that right, you yeah. have animals that you can animate very well and you kind of see it all come to life and you can have little tidbits of good animation all over the place and it just looks better than just water right yeah uh next on my list trying to think of a few other ones outside of the list but uh Outside of the list I pre-made, but I think uh, To Your Eternity also looked very good. The reason I stopped watching it had nothing to do with the animation. It had everything to do with that story is really fucking depressing. But it is another one there. The scenery is beautiful, and actually kind of watching the character transform and the characters he meets was also very pretty. I, I liked it, but uh, um, I wouldn't put it at the top of the list. Uh, next up is Vivi. And this is where we get into our actual, like, 
top ones for the discussion. Yeah, I mean, again, this is all relative. So I think for you, probably your favorite is Vivi, right? No, I think my favorite's Mashuko Tensei, but Vivi. Vivi was interesting because it definitely, I think it kind of was one of those where it varied. Because they definitely had some scenes that looked like this should be hanging in an art museum. And then it had some scenes where it was just like, it was pretty, but it wasn't at the same level. You know, like when it zoomed in on her eye or when it had that thing where she jumped in front of the moon. That's the one that always jumped out to me. The one where like the the building was collapsing and she jumped from building to building and she was just like, and I think that was the first big one where I was like, ah, they're they're pretty well. There was was a lot of pretty, like there were some shots in there that you were just like, yeah, um, that probably needs to be, like I said, that needs to be in an art museum somewhere. Uh, I would want that as my background because it's so fun to look at. But uh, no, I, I don't quite put Vivi there because... Highs and lows. So this is kind of weird to say. It's a very colorful show, Vivi is. But I think as they got farther along, they didn't do as much with the colors. They kind of kept it all the same palette. So like the last, the end of the show was very like dark. And and leading up to that, it was very bright. It was kind of a weird, it's a weird thing for me to get to hit on. But it was just like... I feel like they could have done better with the colors. It's weird I don't to necessarily say. think that that was. I think that was yeah. by design. I mean, at the the last few episodes were literally the end of the world. Yeah, like, I think they want to kind of cue the gloom and doom by limiting their color palette. No, I mean, I get the choice. I but just I understand like... if that necessarily you, you enjoyed when they were more colorful, and that's fine. I, I agree with that. I, I do agree that it was more colorful before. And that I preferred those versus the end where they didn't they didn't show off as much when it came to the animation. Most of the animation was just in the fight, the quote unquote fights that she had with a few bots. Maybe it's just for me, it's like they overwhelmed it with like, it seemed like they darkened the whole thing instead of letting the art speak for itself. But maybe, I don't know. I'll have to go rewatch them. I just, I just remember distinctly like some scenes blew me away. Some scenes I was kind of like, that's fair. They I feel like they could have done some better. episodes. It was very high quality. Some episodes it was average quality. But even I think as a whole, it was more, it was better quality than majority of things. Yeah. Well, the top, the top two were. You want to go ahead and get ranking the kings out of the way? Because well, so I don't. I was. I was. I don't agree with you on this, but well, I see why again, it is. This is subjective. I see I why said, it, I said I was. I'm gonna and say, that's why I said favorite. You can't agree I, with my that's, favorite. That's why I said I see why it's your favorite. I just don't agree with you. I, you gotta let me finish my sentence. All right, but anyway, yeah. So I, I don't agree with you on it, but I can see why because you are a person who really likes unique style. And right, and that's what I was about to say. So like my nods to animation are the unique style. So Odd Taxi, um, Sony Boy, Ranking of Kings. Uh, the deities one. I just remember that one, and I love oh, that animation it because it deities. was so yeah. it was so bizarre, and I, I love things like that. I, they jump out to me when you have all this usage of color and and you know art available at your disposal. Why not use it and be crazy with it? And I'm not saying you have to use it all the time; that you have to use it. But I do like it when people can use it, and it kind of conveys part of the story. So with ranking of kings, it's a very almost childish like animation where it mm. seems like a, a, a storybook for a child but obviously it's a more grown up anime there's you know there's family struggles and death and you know a weird like family ties to killing your own children or 
absorbing uh, your own children. Yeah, oddly, I don't know. Absorbing their life force. Or yeah, something. and then also mass, mad, mad. Uh, what's it called? Genocide. Killing, mass genocide. Yeah, killing yeah. the uh, the kage, the shadow people. Yeah. So it and it's not childish, but it's drawn in a childish way, and that that attracts me. It's, it's a very soft art. And it's very colorful, like from front to back, like even in the darkest of darks, it's still very colorful. Um, and it, it, I like that art. It, 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 that's what I, when I think of animation, I think of the art as the whole. And they don't just squander it whenever they have fights. When they have fights, they, they do it just as well because they have different styles in these fights. Obviously, mm-hmm. Bochi has his own style, but even all the other characters, like all the kings, like... Uh, like guardsmen have their own unique style, and they kind of emphasize one. One's a brute force guy. One's a spear guy. One's a magic with snakes guy. Like, and yeah, I mean, I have enjoyed it. That's probably my favorite because it's so unique. And again, the other ones that are unique I mentioned are not necessarily maybe your favorites. And it's not the best. I would agree yeah. that I don't think. And when I look at the ones that I've also watched, it's not the one that blows me away. It's just my favorite to look at. Right. Well, I think my favorite right now is probably Mashuka Tensei, because um, just like, I mean, it's it's got very much the same vibe as Vivi. Like, there are some scenes in there, like when he calls up the budget, when he calls up the storm, or when he like gets into that huge fight, like, or even the intros. And God, I love them for this. Where oh. like, and the second season. They would draw full, like, instead of doing, like, a same intro, they would draw, like, a whole thing where they're, like, going through the city, traveling around, and it's just gorgeous. I hope it's, they paid them bonuses. Well, yeah, it's so that. much attention to detail. And yeah. I will say, like, it's the intros, yeah, they're great. But even the minimal things, like, when he first summons his first, like, water ball. When yes. he did that, I was just like, they made it a big deal. But it's not that big of a deal. It's just a simple water ball. A big deal is summoning that storm. Yeah. But that water ball was just so gorgeous in the way it was animated. Well, the way the lighting right, hit Right, the way it, the lighting like, hit it. And it's just, yeah, like, I think across the board, Mishuka Tensei is probably one of the best, if not the best, with how consistent they are, A, how much attention to detail they have in just the everyday kind of background things, and then also the fights. Just like any good animation puts that extra oomph in their fights. Yeah. And they definitely do that, so. Alrighty. Well, with that, we get to our last superlative, favorite anime. Um, so I think we're both in agreement on this one, but let's go ahead and get some of the other ones out of the way. So, yeah, let me know. What what, what are some of your favorites? I feel like I've started off. Uh, well, I mean, obviously we've talked about Vivi. Vivi was such a unique story. Uh, came out of nowhere. The art was amazing. And frankly, I don't have a lot of original anime where I really like how they end it. I was very happy. Again, we talk about this a lot in the final, in one of our, our wrap-ups for that season. But, like, Vivi wasn't about the start and end of the world. It was, about, it was revolving around those two characters and their relationship with each other and figuring out how they can continue through time. And so when it wrapped up with kind of those two characters... I was really happy with it. So, Vivi, really thrilled about it. I would probably buy the DVD. That one's really good. Yeah, uh, and I think it helps that it's a singular story because we're happy with where it ended. I enjoy stories that are singular stories because you can appreciate it and it, it, that's it. Like, you don't yeah. have to dwell on what it is next. You don't have to hope that the next season's the best quality. You just know that what you got is there and it was great across the board. Exactly. 
Um, Kamisan was good uh, once I got past the first episode. Uh, it took me a little while to get into it because I, honestly, I was kind of worried with Netflix. But yeah, Kamisan was pretty positive. I was yeah, I'm actually, it. I actually grew to really enjoy that one because we read that manga. And I like the story, but I definitely like. I mean, because I learned that I like slice of life anime. So yeah, yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty happy with that one. That's um, good. Let's see. Obviously, Mashuko Tensei. Um, there's a whole lot left to be told of that story, and I mean, I kind of knew it from the manga. But what surprised me more about it was that that was one of those stories where I didn't. I've. I've obviously I read a lot of manga. <clears throat> This was one of those stories where, like, as I watched it, I was like, you know, I don't mind that I know where this is going. I actually really enjoy going back through this story with this character and seeing how he develops in this new world and this new opportunity he's been given. Because that's like, and you've touched on it before in our previous podcast, this is really more about, a lot of isekais are about going to a new world and just being OP and doing whatever. This one's really more about this guy has a second chance to really turn his life oh, around yeah, and be a different person. Oh, yeah, it's retribution as a person. Yeah, and, and that is such a nice... And you don't get that, right? Yeah. You don't get that anywhere else, really. Yeah. I, the, all the isekais, even the isekais that I somewhat enjoy, still don't do that. Yeah, so it's really hard for me to knock that one. I really like that one. Nagatora was good. Want to see where that one goes. Really cutesy. I asked what your favorites were, not mine. I like Nagatora's. Do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, no, you can go ahead. Um, but let's see what what else. I'm trying to think, but I think those are probably the main ones. I did like Dragon Maid, but I'm not going to get into a whole thing about that because uh, um, it's another it's another. So I guess the thing with Dragon Maid this year is it went away from the found family thing at the beginning. It's still kind of there, but they went in a different angle with it. And I liked it, and Keo Annie knocked it out of the park again. So that one's a really good story. But uh, when I get into the nitty-gritty of the rest of the anime we've watched, um, those are the ones that really stand out. Uh, do you have a... Besides your number one. Well, yeah, of course. Um, uh, I guess Attack on Titan's been fine. I don't know. Well, I was about to say, my favorite was Attack on Titan, just because I'm so glad that that shit's o- almost over. Because I'm tired of that shit, and it is not that good. That's not really your favorite. No, it's not. I'm just joking because everyone loves it, and I still think it's a very mediocre anime. Okay. Um, and story. Excuse me. Anyway, so yeah, uh, my favorites, honestly. You didn't like the Nazis that they brought in? God. It all comes back to those crazy Nazis. I actually don't mind the Nazi aspect of it. Um, anyway. So for me, some of my favorites, and honestly, some of the ones that took me by surprise also became my favorites. Uh, Magator, I'm just gonna just say it. I just I really enjoyed that one. I'm excited for season two. I just I am so enamored by just that one anime. When the reason I say enamored is because I really wrote it off to begin with. I'm just kind of like whatever. This is just gonna be fucking weird. But it was weird and it was great. Um, and I love the manga. I keep up with it on a weekly basis. Well, it's a bi-weekly basis, I guess. Um, and. I've, I, yeah, it's just a story I'm excited to see grow. I'm excited for them to have a season two, which is, which is also one of my most anticipated 2022 animes, because I assume it'll come out in 2022. But yeah, no, I mean, that's a, a good story, good slice of life. I'm sorry to interrupt. You know which one we forgot about? We've <laughs> kind of forgot about them this entire podcast, although we haven't really talked about it. Meruko Chan. I, f- I totally forgot. Yeah, no, it's it's part of the ones that I still need to finish for this third season. I really like that. I was really no, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but anyway, back to yours. Um, so yeah, Nagatoro Chan. 
Another one that I've actually grown to enjoy more and more as I watch, and this new winter season, fall season, has helped me enjoy more, is 86ers. I actually do like that one. Um, the animation's great. I like mechas. Um, I have my quarrels with the main character, but I've liked the core of main characters that they've built, and I like that they've kept them for this long. Um, and it's been fun. I mean, I've enjoyed watching the growth as they've moved on from season one to season two because it's two different settings. And I'm excited to see the cap their captain come back into the story because she's been absent for all, most of season two. All of season two, actually, since it just finished. Gotcha. Um, so that one actually also surprised me. Um, another uh, one of my favorites that I... I can't say it came out in 20... I think maybe it did come out in 2021. It actually came out in 2021. Uh, or what's it called? Uh, Winter. Winter. Um, and I watched it in spring was... Uh, where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Um, it's, I have it right here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just trying not to get dead air. Uh, That's fine. It's, it's, is it not here? Did it not come out when I said I thought it would... I thought it was in here. It was uh, one of the Ultraman ones. Oh, God. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The uh, SSS. Grid SSS Dynazon. No, Dynazenon. Okay. Dynazenon. That is actually one of my favorite ones because I do like that animation style. And it's your basic mecha. I mean, it's just them getting into bots and fighting. And mm-hmm. it, it was just, it, it became a fan, a weekly favorite of mine when I started watching it. Is that and the one with the girl with the thighs, or is that a different one? That is. That's uh, Gridman. That's Gridman, which yeah. is the. Story before Dinazenon. Ah, okay. But yeah, that's that's Thigh Girl. That's Thigh Girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it because of that. The internet. Sure. The internet's all about that. Yeah. Anyway, all right. But yeah, those are some of my favorites. I'll say. Um, and then I, I we we're both in agreement in what our favorite was for the year. Yep. And I know we were sound like broken records. But we it was Cody this in is, the house. Yeah. What? No, dude. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just joking. It's, it's you know, odd. you know, my favorite was it was 300 years and I've maxed out my level. <laughs> Get out of here. That's Kevin's favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you out of this fucking house. Uh, but anyway, yeah. No. no okay. So. Our favorite uh, and the one we always um, kind of come back to, and this year it's the one I recommend to all my friends when they're like, "Hey, there's an anime that you know you recommend." I'm like, "Yeah, this one you have to watch." It's Odd Taxi. Lo and behold, um, I think we were excited when we watched it, and just how the story unfolded really kind of solidified this as our favorite. I, I, I just think that it was a great story to be told, and they, sto- they told it in a unique way. And uh, we were on our seats. We were on the edge of our seats every every episode. I mean, I remember every week we were just excited to kind of talk about it to yeah. see how it developed. What, what happened next? Right. And then honestly, from week to week, I feel like we're like. Where did we come from? Like, the I still remember the week we started talking about the Gotcha Cat, which just blew my mind. Like, why did we stop talking about everything else and move into just the Gotcha Cat? The Gotcha Game. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Just did I did I miss an episode? Yeah. And but it was still a great way to tell the story, and they brought it all together. Like was, all those all those little threads came to become a web in which I became captured in and yeah. died there. And again, I mean, I'm repeating myself from previous episodes, but. I never thought I'd see literally a Quentin Tarantino movie made, <laughs> made into, into an anime. anime. It was just one of those where it's like, it's it's hard to put into words and describe, but I mean, it is a mystery. Yeah, it is hard it to is, describe. It is a drama, and it's one of those where it just is slowly ratcheting up the tension every second. And all this like, 
as Ozzy pointed out, some of this stuff you're just like, how does this play into anything? But even that slowly ramps up the tension until you're just like right about to snap, and then it just and it doesn't. And I, I will yeah. say, a lot of times you find stories that try to do this, they leave things open, and you're just like, what happened? I don't think this did that. I think it brought everything well, together. Aside I from won't, the very last thing, but yeah, anyway. well, that, that was on purpose. But I don't think anything that was kind of left unsaid was too critical like there were things that weren't necessarily detailed to the best to the extent because nothing's perfect but it was nothing where it was like glaring or like took away from the story like i said every week i was so enthralled and excited to continue the story and um yeah i, I that's definitely my favorite without a doubt and that's one that i know that the blu-ray was very uh hard to get a hold of because they did limited quantities but if i ever found it i would buy immediately and i would like there's animes that are short-lived animes that I always come back like to. come back to like yeah. like Samurai Champloo is one for me, uh, Cowboy Bebop is one for me. Um, By this, the same guy. Yeah. What? By the same guy. Anyway, I mean they're they're good. Again, like I said, I like singular season things. Like they just end. They have a good beginning. They have a good end. I like well, to watch and they're them. short. You can burn yeah. through them all. And this is definitely one well, of those. Because I feel I, like you would come back to Brotherhood, but it's like so long. Well, Brotherhood is is long, but it, it kind of tells that I don't know. It, it's kind of there. Um, but yeah, Odd Taxi's up there with that. Just being able to pump it out and just have a good season to watch. It's it's it was great, and especially, I mean, for those of you who are TV nerds and you're not as into anime. This is one of those shows where yeah, that's another you, good al- point. you always want to go to the water cooler and see what people are talking about. Because, like, there's so much that you catch and there's so much that you don't see what's going on. Yeah, it really is. Like, you kind of get away from the fact that it's an anime. And and I think that's that's how animation any, – any good art doesn't necessarily just capture itself in – the art style that it is it's just good art in general yeah and i think this is a good story in general and doesn't have to be said as just anime right it can be told in any way um and i think it, it did a good job yeah. um, and i also say okay so that's that's good that's our favorite anime i did leave arcane off my list just to appease you but anyway that's uh, not an anime that's <laughs> okay whatever anyway uh all right, so next up, since we've already wrapped up 2021 and we're already like 20 minutes over an hour, what's our most anticipated animes of 2022? Yeah, this is just a small small little blurb of what we're looking forward to. Um, so for me, I was, I, I'm was i actually um, big on Spy Family 2. Um, yeah, you... Because I know we read the manga. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good story from what we initially read, and I think the art style is cool too. So. Yeah, for those unfamiliar, I'll give a brief plot synopsis. Spy X family, story of a spy. He's got to pretend that he has a family to basically get close and assassinate this guy. It's part of his mission. So he adopts a girl who can read minds, and he pretends to marry. This doesn't happen all at once, but he pretends to marry an assassin. And hijinks ensue, and it's fucking hilarious. I, I mean, so yeah, without getting into it too much, I, I, it's a really cute story. It's big online. Ooh. I think it'll be good. Um, also, apparently now they have a dog that can see into the future, so you know, there's that too. Um, so what else you got? Attack on Titan finale, which is Thank really God. so just can, so it can finish, and we can never talk about it. I, I, I'll be honest, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how they can do it anim, anime style when I know the manga kind of well, fell in its face. At this point, I'm really in it for two things. One, I've just been here, kind of like with Bleach and Naruto. I've, I've just, invested so much. I've been here for so long. I'm just like, 
I just gotta see it through. And number two for the memes, like I don't know if you oh s- yeah, I don't know if you saw this week the guy who gave that weird like evil face. I gotta see if I can pull this up. But no, like, I need to look into. But it. yeah, it's. I it's think it's gonna get the Game of Thrones treatment, honestly. Uh, well, I mean, you read the manga. We both know how that ends. So yeah, it's getting the Game of Thrones treatment. Yeah, whereas it's so. for the memes now. But anyway, what's your next one? Uh, you have Uzumaki on here, which I I am also kind of interested in. Uh, it's kind of like a thriller, maybe like a suspense. He gave that face. He gave that face. That was driven, drawn in. Anyway, so yeah, it's a. Are you familiar with that one at all? I, I've I've read a little bit about it. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's another Junji Ito. They kind of screwed up the Junji Ito shorts, so we're interested to see that. But I think the key thing is, if you've looked at the actual trailer they've done for this. They're working with Adult Swim first off, and they're yeah, apparently I didn't know that. they're investing a lot in it because it's it's all hand drawn and it's not in color. It's drawn like a manga, but like everything is it's just so hard to describe. You got to look it up on YouTube, but like everything is constantly in motion, is hand drawn, and I think they used like a rotoscope to record it all. It was very strange technology, but it looks gorgeous. And even though it's a horror manga, I, I'm kind of interested to see what, what what how it turns out. I want um, the art is just that pretty. Um, Spriggan's on there. I include Spriggan because that was uh, that was by a familiar director. Um, I believe he had worked on a lot of the big action shows in the past, uh, One Punch Man, uh, and I think. Uh, a few others, so I'm kind of curious to see that should have a lot of action in it, but I really don't know much about the story on that one. Um, and I do want to note one that you put on your list that I kind of forgot about, so I don't know if you want to call it up first or not, but it's uh, Fire Punch. I did. I didn't say that. I think you put it on there. I did not. Oh, okay. Anyway. Fire Punch. I've never heard of it. Oh, sorry. It's Chainsaw Man. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw yeah. Man is by the think, same guy who did Fire oh, okay. Punch. Okay, I think okay. everyone's hyped for Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw so that's Man on my looks list. great. Yeah. Chainsaw Man, obviously. Um, sorry, everyone, I got confused. Everyone was hyped when that came out mid last year for the reveal of it getting its anime. Uh, and I think it was. I think it may have been a little delayed, but it's still in 2022. So um, that guy. I'm excited just because it looks gnarly. And um, well, that guy's. I will say so. Fire Punch is another one of his stories. That guy's stories, I don't know the name of the writer, but he is insane. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so that's definitely something I think we're both looking into. Uh, a couple I'm just going to name off. Most of them are continuations. So Comey I'm excited for because it, it, it really felt like they just kind of didn't develop a lot. I think they just kind of give us a little spoil, us intro, and it's, yeah. we need more. Season um, two is the cross-dressing season, season. Hell yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, baby. You didn't know about that? Um, for me, Nagatoro season two, whenever it does come out, because I just really enjoy that. Um, another one is Mob Psycho season three, because I, I like, I've like i enjoyed Mob Psycho, and I'm excited to see if they can continue the hype of it. Um, some ones that are random, to me, this is big because I haven't seen a good gundam adaption in years they're having a new gundam series called the witch for mercury um so what's that one about nothing they haven't released any details it's so new they're releasing details soon but 
It's a new anime adaption. The the recent not it's a new anime. Uh, the recent Gundam animes that I've seen have all been Gunpla animes, and I hate Gunpla. Like yeah. I don't want to watch little kids making Gundams and Toys, fighting. Yeah. I want you the, want back to like, I want the Iron Blooded Orphans. Yeah. Oh yeah, Iron Blooded Orphans. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming out. I know they have a couple movies in the makes, but I want anime. Another um, another at least one. anime series. Another one that I remembered since you're bringing up all the sequels, Overlord season four. Yep, season four is supposed to come out soon. Yeah, I know that's coming. God out. knows what they're going to do with that. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, and and one last one that I recently found that just looked interesting based off the art, and it's an original. It's called Orbital Children, and I found out that it's actually technically a film series. It's two films that are parts. So Orbital Children it just looks unique. It's on Netflix. It actually comes out at the end of this month. So don't trust Netflix, man. <laughs> All right. It has some good stuff. You remember the Pretender? The Pretender was good. Yeah, the Great Pretender. Oh, yeah, that was. Did that come out this year? Yeah, well, no, that came out maybe last year, but oh, two years ago. But it was Netflix. So. Yeah, that's fair. They did do that Godzilla one that I haven't watched yet. I watched that. It's actually really good. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. All right. Godzilla anyway, SP. We have gone on long enough. All right. Yeah, sorry. It's, it was a long year, so this might be the longer one. But thanks for still jo- staying with us because we we apologize that we kind of fell off the map, but we will come back to regular. Uh, entries like we did last year. Uh, we just apologize for the holidays, and uh, we look forward to continuing into 2022. We'll be back with our fall recap because we did finish the fall stuff, and we want to be able to give you a good episode recapping those few uh, series that we watched. Yeah. Hopefully within a week or so. Yeah, I don't think it'll out. be too much. It, these two first two episodes will probably be back to back, just because we do want to, you know, get back into the swing of things, and uh, hopefully you continue with us into this year. So. All right. It's too late to apologize. It's right. never too late. I feel bad. It's never too late. Never too soon. All right. Well, send us if you feel like it. Send us an email at uh, Raleigh Rich Richmond. You Ra- just got back from Richmond. Raleigh. Yeah. Sorry. RaleighAnime at gmail dot com. Is that what it is? I think so. I don't know. If not, it'll be in our blurb. Well, we'll figure it out. Anyway, yeah. Send it to whatever's in our little post thing. All right, y'all. And we will get back to doing the manga uh, in our next one. Yeah, in the the recap of uh, fall. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Take it easy. Bye. Did I say weekend? Have a good whatever it is. Bye.